Leahy. A very good evening to you, Stephen. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Um, I'm tired. I'm a grumpy boy. I didn't sleep well last night at all. Uh, I have I, not been sleeping well either. How really? you didn't sleep well? Was it that you were masturbating furiously and uh, it interfered with your sleep because you ran too late doing so? No, though, very telling answer. Uh, no, I don't know. I just... I, I think I haven't been getting out of the house very much, so there's just a lot of pent-up energy in me. And um, so, yeah, I went to bed at a reasonable time last night, but I don't think I fell asleep until two and I woke up multiple times over the night. So my whole day has just been shadracked uh, as a result. I'm just real lethargic and struggling to get back into a routine, you know? It's been a nightmare of a day. Yeah, you're probably better off staying away from yourself. I'm doing my best. So that's what kept you from sleeping. Yes, is uh, little Stephen was was tapping you regularly going, hey, attention. I don't know. I just haven't been able to get to sleep at night time. I'm doing dry January. Oh, yeah. Fair play to you. How's it going? Uh, Grand. I haven't been drinking. You can't just bring it up and then not have something interesting to say about it. I'm gasping. Oh, yeah. I love a drink now, but... um... But I guess that's probably just one of the things with dry January. You're not meant to have a drink. Well, that's the only thing with dry January is that it's the absolute definition of it. I I think it's easier to do these things if you just stop giving them a name and say, I should look, I'll see how long I can go without a pint. Because, you know, now that you've had a name on it and you have a little challenge for yourself, you're like, oh, shit, I really need a pint. Where, I mean, how often would you drink during the week anyway? I love a drink. See, I mean, I drink at the weekends, but especially during lockdown, I try and make it a rule not to see, not to drink during the day. See, no, it was a free-for-all for me. I could have a drink whenever I felt like it. <laughs> so now so, you're suffering under the rules. That's one of the benefits of being a grown-up, is you can do what you like. And uh, so you're struggling now with it? No, I'm not struggling with it. I just, I'd love a drink. Gasping. Fair enough. Uh, did you look into, I was telling you about, I was telling you off air about it, but since you brought up not sleeping, did you look into those melanin inhalers? They're supposed to be really good for being calm and, and uh, easing kind of natural sleep. I forgot all about them, actually. I looked them up at the time and was kind of like, oh, that's interesting. And then it just exited my head again. I, I've heard they're great. I can imagine if you would drink on a regular basis, then giving up drink sharply is is maybe a bit confusing for your body as well say if you have a no it's not even that i don't think because it's not like i was going out getting tanked you know but i would have a drink here and there mostly it was a kind of a boredom thing Mm. but that's it if you get into a habit of say you have a glass of wine or or a pint before bed your body goes oh yeah that's my that's my routine you know and taking something Mm. out like that whether it's alcohol or not it can just be confusing so what you're saying is i should put it back in yeah, but you've missed so many days now. I think you need to get it all in at once just to catch up. Mm. So tell me about your week, aside from aside from the obvious. Which is? Oh, the masturbating furious thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just wanted to hear you say it. It's, yeah, man, like I said, it's been a tiring one. Uh, this new lockdown is really, really taking it out of me, uh, which I guess is how we're going to drag it to, to being a, a topical health binge. Um, uh, conversation it, this new lockdown i think is 
pretty much the hardest one yet, even though we're not that far into it. Like, I can't help but just feel grim on multiple fronts. It's super cold and it's super dark. So running, getting back into that routine of running is something I've had a hard time doing. But the physical side is is suffering and on the mental side, like today, Ireland was declared with the highest COVID incidence in the world. Uh, We've got 1,394 cases per million. The UK only have 810. Portugal, uh, 735. The USA, 653. We had almost 5,000 new cases today. At the weekend, that was about 8,000 cases per day. It's just really fucking stark. And beyond that, today is the anniversary of the first recorded COVID death in Wuhan. So we're one year in and no fucking sign of things getting better really at all well there is all of them uh, vaccines going about yes but uh, Irish Prime Minister Micheál Martin was saying over the weekend that we're realistically looking at probably another six months of this so just in terms of when the vaccine will be publicly available to everyone outside of uh, people that need to get preferential treatment or just when it's available for mass inoculation. So we're really not out of the woods by a long shot. Oh, six months. In six months time, I'll be six months older. In six months time, you will be six months older. And it's, it's yeah, it, it's, you know, over a year of our lives just stalled this. And, and it's now when you come into this what was supposed to be the last leg of, of everything and now we see, oh shit, we're still kind of just tipping the iceberg. It sucks. Sucks balls. It sucks serious balls. But I did see a post on Instagram that I thought, do you know what? Maybe this is a nice thought to have. Uh, let see. Can I find it here? It was from the uh, Irish writer Marion Keys, mm. And she put up a screenshot. I'll read it out because hopefully it's not too long. Uh, it's very, very difficult. This living in unprecedented times business. And she has a kind of unprecedented times capitalized to show you know everyone's taking that fucking term Uh, but no one is willing to tell us that oh it's very difficult living in these unprecedented times but no one's telling us that it's all another lockdown well whose fault is that and hospitalizations are through the roof because you wanted turkey with your auntie all we're being given is bad news and scoldings would it kill them to just tell us that we're being brave and how exhausting this is This is terrifying, tedious, sad, relentless, and most of us are trying to carry on as usual, doing our jobs, taking care of people that need taken care of. Even though we're bone weary, we're showing up as usual, yet no one is telling us we're heroes. But you are. You are a hero. And I think that's a really good sentiment to remember because obviously we can point blame. We can say, yeah, like maybe myself included, traveling over Christmas and seeing people as much as that's something you needed to do, it's probably not something you had to do. You know, it's all these little things are are contributing to stuff spreading. But what that's also doing is building a culture of blame. And we've already got such a mental weight on us that we don't need the burden of blaming someone or the burden of of guilt of just feeling any of that right now, uh, which I do think a lot of people, myself included, are just like, like Marion Keith said, bone weary with it. Whose fault is it then? That's the thing. You can blame fucking everyone, man. Like, just today, uh, maybe today or over the weekend, Tony Hollihan put the point of the finger towards people travelling from Africa uh, to Ireland for bringing the new 
this third new strain of, of COVID into Ireland, which has started to, to take hold a little bit. So, I mean, there's there's blame everywhere. And, and that's a very direct and very obvious blame. But, you know, you can also blame your cousin for going somewhere when they shouldn't have and maybe they were exposed or the schools for opening. And, and those are all very real blames to, to give. But it's just the the mental toll of constantly blaming shit now is, is becoming difficult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's everyone's fault but mine. Well, yeah, I mean, look, every time you go out to a shop that you don't necessarily need to or do two shops in a week instead of one, the blame can fall to you as well, you know, and it's, no. it's, <laughs> it, um, it's just weighing heavily. So it's nice to have that thought of, do you know what, maybe someone needs to remind us, you're not just fucking up, you're, you're doing your best in a really shit situation. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is just, I suppose, to go back to what you were saying, it is the hardest one. And it's the hardest one, I think, because this time of year is hard anyway. Mm. I mean, if you could do whatever the bejesus you want, this time of year is miserable. This point, the winter kind of breaks you a bit. Yeah, you don't have Christmas to look forward to. It's just dark evenings. It's, yeah. It's dark evenings and there's just nothing happening. And, you know, it's just bleak. I mean, this week, weather-wise, the cold was ufasach. Well, it certainly was. Um, I, I I think I'm just needing that sweet, sweet vitamin D and that B12 because... <laughs> D all over I, your face. Yep, yeah, I, I need those rays all over me because I haven't been leaving the house just because it's so dark and, and uh, cold and shit that what you what what you normally get from just being outside you don't anymore this is this is peak lockdown and it's it's yeah it's it's getting very very tough it's balls and i want to do lots of fun things and i want to go meeting people and i want to go having pints and i want to go playing game i went playing a bit of basketball during the week that was nice tell you what speaking of going and doing fun things i saw on the internet you were playing with the drone Oh, I was, yeah. Tell us about that. Well, his name is Finton, and he's staying with me for a while. <laughs> but he, he's, it's his drone. No. Oh, oh, you mean the flying machine thing. Sorry. It's a little robot Completely different drone, I was thinking. Um, yeah, oh. no, the... Yeah, I got that there before Christmas, and I, I only really got the opportunity to take it out there yesterday for the first time, and I brought it out again today when once I kind of had it all figured out. It's kind of class. The only annoying thing is the camera isn't as good as it could be, so the shots you get with it aren't, you know, they're a bit grainy and stuff, which is kind of a bit of a shame because the machine itself is really good. And does that bother you? A lot like it's what you wanted for for really good shots, or do you want it for just you know the novelty of well, oh, well like oh, this is this cool toy? I kind of wanted to just see how hard they were to use. To you know, like I got mm. this this one. I think was sub a hundred quid. So my expe- oh, wow, my expectations weren't like that. I was getting top brass stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. but now that I have it and it's I'm able to use it and it's. Grand, I'm kind of looking at it going, oh, I wish the camera was better. That's fair, but I guess if it's sub 100 quid, then, you know, that's that's what it's going to be like. My my housemate had one, like one of the top range ones, and he loved it because he just loves camera equipment in, in the same way you would. He took it on holidays to Malta and crashed it into a lake, and he never saw it again. See, that was my other fear with uh, 
getting one like if I got an expensive one or whatever. Your friend did was his one expensive? Yes. Oh, second. Yeah. Right into the leg. Like I yeah, my one was my one wasn't expensive, but I I kind of had that in my mind as well cuz I was kind of going if I get one now and it's expensive and I don't really know how to use it, first thing I could do is bang it into something and so I kind of go into uh, I you know, I probably should get a cheap one, have a go of it, see how I get on with it and if it's good and I'm kind of getting used to using it then maybe I could upgrade at some point so tell me how much pervin have you done with it well I've just taken it out twice and went to the park both times and sent it up in the air so twice I've only taken it out twice yeah and you've done ah uh, Stephen I can't believe you've done no pervin that's uh that blows my mind it's not like you I don't even know how one would perv with it quite frankly that grainy footage who wants that <laughs> Speaking of um, blurs got on camera, how's your sprint going? It's not. Oh, you you stopped that because of the cold? Stopped it because of the cold. I was, I was afraid. See, this kind of is. If I come down with symptoms of COVID, which is a cough, I mm-hmm. kind of have to pretend like I have COVID. And if I go out... Sorry, if, what? Like, if I have a symptom, oh, if sorry. I have a cough, yeah, yeah. I have to pretend that I've got COVID in case I do have COVID. And then I seal myself off from like just the simple things of going to the shop or going getting a coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if I was going out in the freezing, I was bound to get a cough. So I was kind of like, well, something has to give here because I'm either going to be a complete lock in because I'll have a cough because of doing the sprinting or I give it up while the while the super cold. Now, today, today is back to rainy again, so I, I think I can get come back to to doing the sprints this week but I just wasn't going doing it in the freezing cold because I was only looking for trouble if I did that well that's fair I mean I, I can see faults in, in your logic but I can also see the, tell me the faults if you're going out if you're just going out running and you don't touch anything or come in contact with anyone you're not going to get COVID you know you'll just have a cough oh I'll know I have but a cough I'm, but I I kind of I, I'll know I'll have a cough but also there's the thing of you can't be going around with a cough when everyone is on such high dough at the minute. Um, I mean, I wouldn't let that be the reason you don't run. But I can understand. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not doing it myself either at the moment. I also need to pull the fucking finger out. Of your arsehole. Yeah, that's why my legs don't work. But I did go down to the b-ball court yesterday. Oh, yeah. So t- how did you get on White Men Can't Jump? It was great fun, actually. Just slam dunking away. Well, I wasn't slam dunking, but I was, uh, you know, shooting... It was it was kind of a fun thing to do, actually. A nice way of passing away an hour. Rubbing some funk on a nasty dunk. And, it, you know, it's it's very sort of... It, it would pass a good hour and it's harmless enough kind of a thing to be at. W- were you playing with yourself or did you say your guest went with you? Yeah, guest went with me. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, did you win? Well, it was just it was just shooting some hoops. Um, so no. Like Michael Jordan. Do you remember when he went to be a golfer? After being oh, a baseball player. Oh, I do, yeah. That was, was, no, was it a baseball player he went to be? I think he did both. Oh, he did. He did, I remember him taking up baseball, which was a mad thing, yeah. Buckwild. It's the same as you saying Bold wants to play for Manchester United now or something. And you're like... Does he actually? Or are you just saying uh, as a hypothetical? Uh, he did want to be a footballer for sure. Uh, whether he did or he didn't do it. I, I, To be honest, let me, let me do that a quick Google. I, I do. It certainly was an intention. 
Uh, sprint legend Usain Bolt has called time on his bid to become a professional football player saying it was fun while it lasted the Jamaican spent 8 weeks at A-League A-League club Central Coast Mariners from August last year okay so he was a professional footballer for a time but it did not last long I wonder was he any good I Jesus I, I don't know I mean if, if he only lasted a couple of months it's not even a couple of months 8 weeks I, I can imagine not. What age is he? Is Usain Bolt is thirty four. I wonder how how fast he is now. Is he still like super fast? I was only thinking about this the other day because I I do really like Usain Bolt. Um, yeah, I mean I'd say he's still pretty much up there. But if he competes now and messes it up, his legacy is in bits. No, no, it doesn't really work that way. In the sense of, I mean, people get older and. Like, he'll know himself. Because the thing is, the thing is with sprinting, if you are a half a second slower than you were, then you get nowhere. I mean, the the margins are so tight. It's not even seconds, it's milliseconds in the difference between. But I just think with his attitude and his persona, which is not a a fault on him because it's it's what I really liked about him... uh, he he can't come back and be the guy who doesn't win. Whether he's breaking the records or not, he can't be the guy who doesn't win. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he would though. I think like he could he could lose what like every even boxers, you know, they all they all get their their day where they're beaten and Mike Tyson. See, no one no one wants to see that for for Usain Bolt. I don't think. I don't think so. Mike Tyson at the end of his career. Like, I thought it was really lousy. He came up against an Irish fella who beat him. And everyone was so disgusted because your man, this this lad who defeated Tyson was not, you know, he just wasn't wasn't somebody who was kind of really rated much. Um, mm. He was somebody who was kind of just thrown up against, Kevin McBride was his name, who was thrown up against, uh, against Tyson and McBride, McBride, beat him and and like Tyson just kind of retired in in disgust and I mean I thought I thought it was like so lousy on Kevin McBride because what an accomplishment for him like well it didn't stop him he's back now but that's it you don't want to see those yeah but all all they're doing now is sparring really it's not proper fighting yeah but no you, you don't want to see those those big personalities and those big heroes come back and be mediocre you want to remember them as being the best to step in the ring or the best to step on the track mm. one thing i loved about about um usain bolt is i i think i maybe i didn't mention it on this podcast before but in his beijing beijing olympics in 2008 the motherfucker was just horsing into chicken nuggets the whole time have you heard about this have you seen this have you heard about this have you seen this have you heard about this no i haven't he was eating a hundred chicken nuggets a day while at the Ooh, Beijing Olympics that's a and breaking world records. Well, the thing is, for an athlete, you do need to eat a shitload because to keep up your just for the energy. Do you ever hear Michael Phelps' breakfast? No. Hang on, I get it up here. Michael Phelps' breakfast. So that'll take us a while, huh? Um. He had three fried egg sandwiches with cheese, lettuce, tomatoes, fried onions and mayonnaise. Two cups of coffee. One five egg omelette. One bowl of porridge. Three slices of sugar coated French toast. Three chocolate chip pancakes. Who'd have thought I had the diet of an athlete? Yeah. 
Jesus Jesus, that is a lot of fodder for a morning. For lunch, she'd half a kilo of pasta, two large ham and cheese sandwiches with mayonnaise and white bread, energy drinks that supplied him with another thousand calories. For dinner, he'd another half kilo of pasta, an entire pizza, and more energy drinks. Fuck off, Michael Phelps. It's big arms in him. That's a, that's a ridiculous amount of food. It is. I bet he didn't even need it all. Just being a fat bastard. No, just a greedy cunt. So tell me, before we go, in the darkest part of 2021, in a shitty time with COVID and just with everything, what are you thankful for this week? What am I thankful for? Um, Hope. Like, I've been thinking an awful lot about all the things I want to do when I can do them. And it's kind of nice to be able to think of, of 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 a time where I can do all of this stuff. I like that. And we will get there. What's your thing? thing I'm thankful for this week. Oh, Jesus. Do you know what? It's been absolutely impossible for me to try and be thankful for anything in the last couple of days just because it's been rough but you know what i'm going to say rough animal videos i saw a lovely video over the weekend of uh someone feeding a squirrel to what uh, (laughs) they're feeding nuts to a squirrel and the squirrel just came right up to them and eating nuts out of the hand and i thought do you know what that's class Mm. uh little furry friends are great and and that's what i'm focusing on yeah it is nice they are nice see a lot of robins around when it was cold what's up with robins and being cold I, I don't know. I mean, are they native to here during the good weather? I don't know, but you see them. You just see an awful lot of them when it's cold for some reason. I suppose maybe they're maybe they're out looking for food a bit more. They can't get it. In maybe you should get yourself a bird feeder and do some bird watching. Bird watching feels like a very Stephen thing. Yeah, it is a nice thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, I've got my ducks. There's your mission now for next week. I got my ducks out there. Oh, you do? Yeah. Did, did you start naming them? No, because they're very hard to tell apart. Do you know what is nice though? They eat out your hand. I've never been able to get a duck to do Oh, I have been able to get a duck to do that. Their bills feel so strange. Well, they kind of bite you when they're eating out your hand. But they have no teeth, so it doesn't matter. They have no really teeth, hurt. so they're kind of just give you this gummy bite. Well, yeah. Mm. But there's our advice from, from Health Binge to you go feed a duck. Go feed a duck. Stephen, have a wonderful evening. Adam, stay away from yourself. I will not. <laughs>